Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support. Also wanted to let you know that you should definitely be checking out Locked on NHL during this Olympics because our coverage there during the Beijing winter hockey stuff has been phenomenal. They've got men's and women's hockey coverage, so be sure to check out Locked on NHL every day after the game's end. On tonight's podcast, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to preview the game against the Minnesota Wild later today, and then also talk about some player reviews for some of the younger guys who have just recently come up and joined the Jets. We'll try and give broader, holistic interpretations of how some of these younger guys have performed. You know, players like Pagansky, Heinola, Cole Perfetti. Which guys have impressed me? Which players might need a little more seasoning? We'll give them great performances for their uh, season so far, and also preview the upcoming Wild game. All of this on tonight's jam-packed episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, hope you have pulled up a uh, nice cup of tea or something, maybe some coffee on this cold and brisk winter evening. Well, that is if it is chilly where you are. I am certainly in a very cold area right now. It's uh, probably below freezing outside, so I've got my tea ready and, you know, reading the tea leaves, we have some thoughts on the upcoming Winnipeg Jets game against the Minnesota Wild. This one is going to be an interesting rematch because the last time the Jets played Minnesota which happened to be one of the only games I really uh, missed and didn't get to see a lot of. Um, You know, the Jets actually had a pretty solid performance by all accounts. Defensively, Winnipeg was more or less stout, I would say. Not, you know, not exactly dominant, but by Jets standards, good enough. And it gave Hellebuck a mostly calm outing. He had to make a couple of really good saves on some tough deflections and stuff, but, you know, keeping it down to 27 shots against and, you know, a nice clean shutout, that's the stuff you love to see. It is very rare that Winnipeg has a performance that you would crow about, Um, and even when they do, it doesn't really seem to be followed up very often by another good game. It's usually the Jets sort of alternating some really good efforts with some very poor ones. So this one, after a bad loss against the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, which I know Sean Reynolds from TSN said it wasn't that bad, and technically I do agree with him on certain points, but I think overall what it comes down to is the Jets just have to take care of business. Uh, and, you know, if they don't do it against Chicago, which is supposed to be one of the most beatable teams, your efforts don't really count for much, unfortunately. That's the reality, right? If you concede three goals um, and you, you only score one, it's just not enough. And I think Winnipeg got close on a lot of occasions, which is probably why Sean tried to make it sound not as bad as it seems. And I will say that it was better than some of their efforts over the past couple of weeks where it just seemed like they were totally out of the game from the the first puck drop, really. But by the same token, also not really acceptable. I mean, this team, if they want a playoff spot, has to be fighting every shift. Uh, They have to find ways to 
make those perfect plays happen. You know, it's just really a bit of an uphill battle. The finishing this year for this team has been a lot less stellar than usual. Um, and you compound that with the very poor defense and so, so even strength play and the jets are just kind of like, they're there. You know, I, I think that they're a team that is already out of the playoff running. I know that they're still technically chasing a wild card spot, but let's be real. This squad as it is, you see what they're facing in a, in a team like Minnesota and all of these other central division squads that have all been a lot more consistent this year. And despite the Jets maybe winning a few more games against the Central over the past couple of weeks than expected, I just don't really see a scenario where Winnipeg actually climbs back in. The Wild are playing with a lot of confidence. They've been very well-rounded in all facets of the ice. Defensively, a very strong team. Offensively, they're getting great contributions from up and down the lineup, but especially from guys like Kaprizov and uh, Fiala. These guys have been among their most uh, potent offensive sources, especially in goal scoring. And after that, you know, Winnipeg's schedule is just a bit of a murderer's row. Now, the game against the Wild should be a fun one because Marcus Foligno comes back after his suspension. You know, we all remember him kneeing Adam Lowry while Lowry was down. And sure, you know, Lowry's a tough customer. It probably didn't hurt him all that much, but by the same token, what Foligno did was very unacceptable. Uh, it was a cheap shot. It was a very dirty play. And Marcus, you know, he, he knows that he crossed the line. This is a guy who has been around this league for many, many years. He has always been a very edgy physical player, but... Marcus also knows when he maybe goes too far, and uh, that moment was just really ugly for him, so hopefully uh, in this game he's going to have much cleaner behavior. I'd expect some Jets to maybe try and throw a few harder checks into him than usual, but I don't expect a lot to come out of it. Maybe another rematch fight. Lowry's been dropping the gloves a lot recently, so maybe we'll see that. But as far as what I expect from the Jets, you know, uh, hopefully a stronger effort a little bit more drive. I think the Jets in some ways were a little bit by the numbers in the last game. It wasn't a poor, poor, poor outing. Let me make that clear. It was not the most atrocious thing I've ever seen, but it just didn't feel like the Jets' desire to really win that game was there for the full 60 minutes. And so I'd like to see them have the fire and passion that this team really needs. They showed it on some shifts, but not enough to really make you feel like they were actually going to pull the victory out. I know that they may have won on paper in certain areas against Chicago, but considering one of them was like a Lowry breakaway, the rest of the game wasn't super ideal. So I'd like to see the Jets come out with a lot more jump, a lot more pep in their step, be really aggressive, take some risks. You know, this this lineup, it just doesn't have enough talent right now, but with the talent it does have, it should at least be performing a lot better than what we've seen over the past couple of months. The depth players are really going to have to step up and find some scoring opportunities here and there. I, I don't know how they're going to pull it off. They're going to have to be maybe a little bit greasy. The top six also has to really step up. You know, the, the Dubois line finally had a sort of mediocre outing against Chicago. Hopefully this is not a game where they go quiet again. And maybe, just maybe, a few Jets rookies might find themselves on the score sheet as well. I, I would love to see that. And actually, speaking of Jets rookies performing, I wanted to talk about their season so far. Uh, we're going to focus on as many of them as we can. Some guys don't really have a large sample size, so I'm not going to be using this as some kind of like 
really serious barometer you have to uh, agree or disagree. It's just going to be a broader assessment of how I felt their trajectory has gone so far, and we'll give them like a letter grade that's not really super reflective, but gives you kind of a ballpark of how they've played maybe over like the 10, 20, even 30 games that they've had so far. Before we check in on the kids though, I thought you should hear a little bit about why Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and can even help you with your New Year's resolutions. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your New Year's plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better for you. They make it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it, unlike all those other waxy, chalky, boring protein bars you're used to. Built Bars are coated in 100% real chocolate and contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck finding a candy bar that's as guilt-free as Built Bars are. Ready to make the change? Go through your cupboards or all of your secret snack stashes and throw out all the junky, calorie-laden, super-sugary foods that you can replace with Built Bars. You don't even have to love working out. Built Bars are suitable for every lifestyle and can help you cut calories the tasty way. To get started, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Start your New Year's resolutions off the Built way. Hey friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. It would also behoove you to check out Locked On NHL covering the Olympic Hockey Daily Program. It's a bonus podcast covering all of the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed right now. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. Circling back to North American hockey, I thought it would be wise to take some time to evaluate Winnipeg's prospects this year, Um, some of the younger kids who have stepped up into the lineup. There actually is a decent amount to go through. Uh, First off, I wanted to talk about a couple of really obvious candidates, some guys that maybe stand out for some very clear reasons. Uh, The first player, of course, that we're going to talk about is Cole Perfetti. And, you know, it's really hard to overstate just how good Perfetti has been for this team, He definitely still has some things he has to work on, but we'll start off with the good. So the good, you know, you see his his passing and vision are top-notch, but I really feel like what sets Perfetti apart from basically every Jet that I've ever watched, and this actually includes Nikolai Ehlers, is just how good he is at making plays happen even when under pressure. Ehlers kind of does it with that amazing acceleration and breakaway speed where he can just sort of dance past opponents. Kyle Connor has the same sort of thing. Perfetti does it in a very different way, in part because, you know, that top-end velocity isn't really there, and so what he often does is use really intricate body positioning, great stick handling, um, and it just feels like he guesses ahead of where opponents are, are thinking and already planning their next move, and he's already read that even before the thought has fully formed in their mind, and they're actually seeing a play through. He just always seems to get to an area first and immediately intercepts the puck mid-play and then creates something out of it. Oftentimes I find him facing off against like three defenders and he still retains possession by just repositioning himself somewhere else in the offensive zone looking for another passing lane and then he's not afraid to throw the puck through like three or four different skates and almost every time that pass will find a friendly stick. It's actually amazing to watch him work because he's just so good at allowing play to continue no matter what. That has led to some really nice passing assists this year um, and a goal-scoring opportunity that was on a 2-on-1. He actually was able to convert for his first NHL marker. Uh, It was actually in D.C. near me. 
hey, hey, pretty darn cool to have that happen. I wish I could have gone to that game, but uh, of course, the one game that's actually near me that I can attend, he would naturally score his first NHL marker. So, as, as good as Perfetti has been, and let me be honest, he's been awesome, especially on the defensive side of things, uh, I think that really goes um, under the radar, but his defensive work rates are amazing, and so are his forced turnovers. Offensively, I think that there's still some stuff in his game, though, that he, he is going to want to work on as he continues to acclimate to the NHL, and this is stuff that I fully expect him to work out. It's the kind of thing that doesn't really happen uh, unless you just play at the NHL level. You know, he's very used to the AHL and junior hockey, so this step up does take probably a season or so at least for him to really get the timing and stuff down. There is kind of like a hitch in his decision-making at times where maybe he's a little bit too cautious, um, which is funny because he often threads passes almost perfectly between multiple defenders. He has no problem doing that. But sometimes when he's looking at a scoring situation and he's thinking about whether he wants to take the shot or... Uh, if he doesn't have possession and the opposing team does, he might hesitate just a touch to move into the space. It's not often that it happens, but I notice it more when he's in possession with the puck and he's evaluating his options. I feel like it's just a thing where eventually a lot of the stuff is going to become automatic for him. He's already shown a lot of growth in the quickness of his decision making and sort of getting that NHL caliber timing down, especially when you know, he's, he's searching for his line mates, and he's surrounded by multiple defenders. Other than that, I think the only other thing I would like to see from him is maybe more of a, a, a use of his release. He's got an amazing shot, but he doesn't often get chances to use it. A lot of the plays that he's made so far are stuff um, that tends to be below the goal line or somewhere near the crease, but it's not the kind of uh, area where he's accustomed to, like, shooting top shelf, you know. He makes a living off of those face-off circles, and thus far it feels like he's more central and right in front of the goalie at times, which I, I definitely like, and you've got a couple of different uh, players on the line that kind of contribute to that. You've got Kyle Connor, who I think functions as the most natural sniper, and then you've got Pierre-Luc Dubois, who just sort of circles around and creates havoc. So Perfetti does kind of fill in those gaps and spaces, but once he gets more confidence and starts finding those softer openings and maybe adds a little bit more speed to his game, I think he'll start taking a lot more shots, and it should like naturally result in way more goals. His release as it is, whether it's the, the snapper, the wrister, or anything like a slap shot, all of it is very powerful for him, and he has great accuracy. So I would expect him to be like a 30 to 40 goal scorer down the road, especially if he starts getting more power play time. Some of the stuff right now is kind of beyond his control because the coaching staff hasn't really put him in the most ideal situations. You know, when you're working on a really good zone advantage and then you have like Logan Stanley and Brendan Dillon behind you, it doesn't really lead to the most effective use of somebody like Cole Perfetti's skill set. So once the Jets kind of figure out their coaching staff situation and make some adjustments, I think Perfetti will naturally acclimate to those and really show off the confident offensive game that we know he has. Perfetti is, of course, not the only young player and forward joining this team. We'll have some thoughts on some of the other guys who have attended the uh, the last few in-season Jets training camps, if you can call it that. It's been something of a preseason run, you might say. Just uh, maybe with some regular season standings implications, but, you know semantics really we'll check in on those guys in just a little bit but before then i thought you should hear about betonline.net and why they should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs 
Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans. From player points totals to award winners and more. Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vesna trophy? Log into BetOnline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with BetOnline.net right now. Start winning today, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Before we go any further, I thought you should hear about why RockAuto.com is the best place to buy your auto parts. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you can save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Hello friends and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's Locked on Jets podcast. We are uh, thinking about some like player performance reviews of our young rookies and just general young talents that have contributed this year. We just went through Cole Perfetti. I realized I sort of neglected to give him like a, a, I guess a letter grade, which if I'm going to give him a grade this year, it's probably like an A minus, I think would be pretty fair. You can tell where he has room to grow and where he's already been such a meaningful contributor to this team. Obviously one of our more talented forwards already without even having been here for like 40 games. What about the others though? Uh, one of the bigger names that has recently surfaced is Vili Heinola. And Heinola has been a bit of an interesting project to watch because You can sort of tell what he likes to do and what he's not really a fan of. He's definitely not somebody who sits deep in the defensive zone, just constantly trying to win physical battles and work in the corners. Heinle's specialty is cycling the puck out very quickly and springing breakouts the other way with great first passing and up-ice vision, which often allows him to work very quickly with Neil Pionk to facilitate zone exits. So in that respect, Heinle is like a very offensively-minded, aggressive defender, which in some cases does get him into trouble when he's in front of his, you know, own net or something like that, but overall, Heinola, I think, has really grown into his role as a puck-moving D, and I really emphasize the puck-moving bit. He does just about everything possible to get the puck up into the offensive zone. If he's allowed to take a more prominent offensive role and one that allows him to embrace risk more frequently, I think he's going to really start to shine, and honestly, he also needs those power play minutes. That, I think, is where you would find so much more value with him, especially with how shifty he is in possession, with that passing and vision he displays. All of that, I think, could really be a a really big force for this Jets uh, power play unit that, honestly, is only running one unit right now. 
based on the few games he's played, I'm going to give him like a B-ish, I think would be fair. You know, the first couple of games were pretty rough, but after that he really settled in. Um, and, and like, he's just pretty solid all around. I think he does a lot of the right things. He has moments where you would like him to maybe engage an opposing skater a little bit more, but the puck cycling ability and his, his swiftness and decision-making, I think makes him a really fun dynamic player. For the defenders, we've also got Dylan Sandberg, who has been injured recently, so he hasn't played a lot of games. Um, I put Sandberg in kind of like the B tier. I think he's been solid in the games that he's played. You know, you're not looking for anything crazy with him, just a big physical presence who can also be capable at uh, facilitating zone exits, winning puck battles along the walls, and making a good first pass, which, generally speaking, Sandberg has done. There have been a few games where he's maybe been a little bit overwhelmed by the NHL caliber competition, but nothing too crazy, just about the same as Heinrich, really, in a lot of respects. Um, Sandberg has shown that he can probably handle an eventual second-pair role if he can stay healthy, but beyond that, you know, I think he's just a competent guy and somebody who could be a nice left-sided number three or number four for the Jets for the long term. Declan Chisholm is one of the last guys we'll talk about with significant upside. I think Chisholm has shown that he is a lot like Heinola, very offensively aggressive, um, but he combines a little bit more of Pionk's game, I think, in that he likes to be in possession and skate between and below the face-off circles. This is a guy who wants to attack the slot area, and that shiftiness that he has with a great shooting and vision, I just think makes him such a really fun, dynamic, you know, attacking-minded defender. He's not somebody who's going to win physical battles in his own end, and I don't really feel like he's going to be stripping a lot of pucks for turnovers, but if you want somebody who's really dynamic in possession and can do a lot of the same stuff that Heinola does, just maybe with a little bit of a different approach. Declan seems like he's primed to be a really fun, attacking-minded blue liner, and I would give his start so far like a B- to a B. I think he's been solid enough for what you're asking. The last couple of guys that have joined the team are, are Christian Reichel, Austin Pagansky, and uh, Johnny Kovacevic. And I think that they've all been capable of playing depth roles. Mostly, I, I would probably look at Reichel as one of the stronger options. Um, Pagansky has been, you know, fine on the ice as well. I feel like Pagansky, I just don't really notice a lot. And so I kind of have him at like the C to C plus range where his on ice numbers look fine. It's just that he's not really able to have like a significant impact on the game but as long as he's like stable I, i'm not really going to complain that's fine uh reichel probably is like c plus to b minus i think christian has shown some occasional offensive flair he's certainly a hard-working industrious winger um likes to win uh, four checks along the wall and stuff so you know solid from him as well kovacevic yeah probably in that c to c plus range i would say i think he's been fine in limited third pairing minutes like Sandberg had a couple of moments where he got overwhelmed, but if you keep his minutes to like 12 or something, you're basically getting like a Pullman replacement, so I guess you really can't complain about that. And again, just want to stress that these letter grades are definitely not something to take too, too seriously. It's just a general gut feeling of how they've performed so far. In general, the Jets' defense especially hasn't been very good, so, you know, it's all relative in terms of performance, but... I think the kids have handled themselves well enough, certainly on par with a lot of the veterans who are also struggling. And I think like a fair sum total class grade would be like a B minus. You know, it's not been brilliant, but it has a couple of really fun moments and some guys who I think are going to be long-term contributors. It's just going to take some serious growth and changes for the team to really see the benefits of all of that coming through. Let me know what you think of my player ratings and performance reviews. Tell me what you think at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. 
For tonight's episode, though, that is all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Also, be sure to make Locked On Bets your second listen, an expert show hosted by your boy Q with analysis from Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports on all of the hottest betting lines you just have to be in on. Subscribe and follow Locked On Bets on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. As always, it's free. And thank you for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.